Shelter. Hey guys, welcome back. Today is March 9th, 2014. I'm here with once again and with my three favorite guys, Johnny V. Hello. Double Dave. Yo. And the Almighty Dave. That's right, baby. I'm here. And I am once again your lucky lady bean, although I don't consider myself lucky today, folks. <laughs> Do you have a cold? I have a wicked cold. I sound like a Muppet today. Aww. Yes, I'm sure that's such a sad Aww. fact for you guys. There you go. <laughs> well, I can help you out this week. I have actually have a few um, clarifications from last time because, you know, I don't think my brain was all there last week. So uh, We were talking about Pink and the people who found her. That was Ellie and Babyface. Uh, and her boyfriend was Carrie Hart, who was like the motocross guy. She's married to Carrie Hart. Yeah, she's married to him. Yeah, didn't she go get divorced? They, they, yep, exactly, exactly. And uh, who I was thinking of was, um, um, what the hell was his name? Jim Wilson, who was the friend of the Hulk, who was black, but he wasn't gay. He just had AIDS. I was wrong. Uh, are about you that. sure? Yeah. Puzzle. But. Is that his the same Jim uncle, Wilson I used to work for? His uncle <laughs> is the Falcon. Okay. Okay. Pretty uh, <laughs> bird. Pretty bird. Now, you were talking about Ant-Man last week, and I just got up to, for some reason, the Hulk's from the beginning, and I got up to where it switches over to Tales to Astonish, and, um, and Ant-Man is part of it, so I'm reading Ant-Man too. So I'm finding out about all the things you talked about last night, last week, uh, Miss Bean. So it sounds like someone's doing their homework. Yes, and I found a mistake in Tales to Astonish. They were writing um, Spider-Man at the same time, and there was a character called Betty Brant. And they start calling Betty Ross, Betty Brant, <laughs> in the Hulk. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we can get on with our uh, chit-chat today. What's going on in the world there, Miss Lady Bean? Not much, guys. It's been uh, a lousy last couple of days for me, and poor Johnny V has been the one who's had to deal with my grumpy ass. So he's been caregiver? <laughs> How has been any different than any other day? Oh, shut up, you. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's pulling these pulling these excuses, you know. Oh, I gotta take care of being oh, here the we kids. Go. I can't make it out to, you know, see the bands play. Oh, but I'm coming. <laughs> Speaking of, we saw a good show last night. Who? Except for the bass player. That bass player blows. Oh, that bass player was right on the money, brother. No, but you he was brought even the- adding a little bit of groove to the '90s. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> well, you brought that up, and I, I, I do want to throw it out there. I mean, I got to throw some big props out to uh, Ray, Dave, Keith. Uh, why do why why do I feel it? Mark? I can't believe I just forgot Mark's name. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it, I'm all, I'm working on four hours sleep, people. This daylight saving time thing is just the worst idea in the entire world. But uh, I gotta say thank. Thanks to these guys. Uh, I had a blast last night at the Tradesman. Rob and his staff, uh, he's just tip-top. I mean, I'm trying to – having a hard time finding words today just because I'm so (laughs) tired. We had such a good time last night, played so many tunes. Um, I want to thank everybody that came out and saw us last night. And, uh, 
you know, you guys, thank, thanks for uh, for asking me to join this band. And, uh, you know, I can't be uh, – I got to say I'm blessed playing with these guys that are here to my right, with John and Dave uh, and Mr. Michael Arguin. And yeah. now joining another group of guys. I mean, seriously, I can't ask for anything more. So well, thank you all. Speaking of both, both of those things you just talked about, um, Ray and uh, Mike Arguin. We saw him last night. Yes. Uh, he's looking good. He's looking good. Uh, our illustrious uh, illustrious drummer, who we do hear from time to time. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we love Mike. And we you do. hear him we on do. all the tracks you've heard so far on the pod. Yep. So, uh, he is on. He was is on the uh, the forthcoming album. I mean, he is. Uh, He's you a know, man. we got some things going on behind the behind the scenes with with Michael right now, and you know, we might see some things happen in the future. But uh, you know, we love Mike. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, absolutely uh, with, love Mike. Uh, with Ray, uh, Todd had a little action going this week with Ray. He was uh, Whoa, on the radio. Dirty, you and Ray man. had action going well, on? That sounds real dirty. Ray, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what he's talking about here. but uh, They were on the radio together. Oh, this yeah, week, yeah. We know? just uh, had a little uh, little radio appearance, a little uh, talking about the shelter and... You know the our album contest. There's some Ooh, sort of contest that's going on. There's a contest. I mean, by the time on. this goes live, you're really going to have what less than 48 hours to submit your uh, your entries. There's well, a contest. <laughs> wow. Well, since we put it out to the social media, uh, it's really been uh, taken off. We got a lot of entries in, exactly. but we still want more. So as many as you want to send in, um, we would we would still love to have them. Uh, Absolutely. Do we, uh, do we, we have any any? Yeah, you names? want me to name off a few that we've got so far? Yeah. All right. Uh, these are just some of the names that came in. Uh, we're not going to say by who because it's just going to take too long to go through all that. But uh, we've got... Uh, should, should I name them all off? Yeah, go, just go through. I got some here too. All right. We've got uh, Covert Operations, Funk Rock Love Child, The Shadow Plan, Exposed From Within, Into the Light. Slow it down. Vintage Hustle. Uh, um, John's favorite, the return of Atron Pfeiffer. <laughs> no. Uh, Send it to my, press. My wife uh, actually came up with a few. Yeah. Uh, she said musings from the keg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought John would like that one because it's about beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, classic vintage. I still like in from the rain. And she thought the new classics. Mm. Well, I got a, I got a few here. Um, rockabilly. Ooh, rockabilly. I don't know. It's just hey, hey. This is, these these are actually you know coming in from people. Southern fried rock. Hmm. An unsheltered journey. Whoa. And then finally safeguard, which is a cinnamon yeah. for, for sheltered. But that's uh. Hmm. It also kind of sounds like something I use on my underarms. Oh, we oh, did forgot. get another one. I I, I forgot to. I, I just looked over. It's a give me sheltered. I like to play on that one, but I have a <laughs> feeling like yeah, you might have, no. you might have yeah, some yeah, trouble yeah. with that one. <laughs> see, see what we did there. We only added one, you know, one letter to it, mm-hmm. or two letters actually. My personal favorites out of these so far: Into the Light. Uh, I really like Covert Operations. I like the Shadow Plan a lot. Uh, vintage Hustle. Uh, I still like In from the Rain. In from the Rain. That's not bad. See, that makes me that. think of Nelson and After the Rain. Oh, then no, no. I can't, I can't live without your love and affection. You could even do uh, Into the Light and Infrared. I didn't the know rain. you felt that way about me, Todd. I can't spend another night on my own. 
god. <laughs> what do you I think mean, of these suggestions, Lady Bean? Um, so far, I'm trying to think. Can, can you run through the list one more time, Dave? Because there was one that really stood out to me, and I cannot... All right, I'll run through the list, and then Todd might not need to run through his. Uh, covert Operations, Funk Rock Love Child, The Shadow Plan, Exposed From Within, Into the Light, uh, Vintage Hustle, uh, In From the Rain? In From the Rain. Um, like The oops. Vintage Hustle, yeah. and uh, Funk Rock Love Child. You like those? Okay. Yeah, there was another one, though, that I haven't heard yet. Uh, Gimme Sheltered? Um, musings from the K, classic vintage, the new classics. Todd? Oh, of course, yeah. I, I just <laughs> changed the page. Uh, well, there was a couple more that I had. I had one that was exposed. Exposed? Uh, That's not bad. I like that. No, I like that. I had one called. kind of cool. One that says free range. <laughs> free range chicken. No, just, <laughs> just free range. Um, I also thought you know, you got you got the shadow plan of covert operations. I, I, really I was like also those. thinking play on two of those shadow ops. Shadow ops is you know, good. Shadow, shadow ops. ops is or the good. covert plan. Yeah, covert plan. Yeah, if you yeah. want to play on those, um, you know, we had safeguard. You can make like four or five albums just. <laughs> southern Southern Fried Rock. Southern Fried Rock. We had yeah. Southern uh, Fried Rock was the one I liked because really? you do get you have like a Southern rockabilly feel to you. Well, they uh, uh, ready. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Gotta, yeah, if maybe you're talking about Nashville Pussy, maybe. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> no, Pussy they're not being Nashville Pussy. I know, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They're like heavy. And, I'm and, there and, with God. you. I meant listen to Make It Happen. It's got that feel to it. Got How about we just name it now. Make It Happen? Well, that's cool with me. But I don't no, know no, it's cool with everybody else, though. It already happened. <laughs> It's happening right now. It's happening now. right now. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> she but dumped me and now I'm sad. <laughs> Shine on the but dump. <laughs> what? Alright, let's let's not go through this. So so yesterday yesterday, yesterday I'm sitting here, I'm upstairs sanding drywall and for like two hours straight the band just decided to start throwing names up. Hey, it was fun. Album. Oh, that was that was a blast. And, and let me just tell you that ninety percent of it was not serious. So Captain Pooh and the Turd Shiners. Oh, that was that stuff was good. That no, that was a fun conversation. We that we was. just went with that oh my god <laughs> and, and t- all right we did go off for about two hours just having some of the dumbest names we could possibly throw out there and just running with it i wish they were well appropriate for your ears but i don't think that qualifies in this conversation stew in the brew <laughs> what else we got going on there miss lady bean um you know i was well, being sick the last couple of days, I got to sit at home and think about a few things. Okay. And um, I was actually just thinking about a couple conversations oh. we had had in the last yeah, podcast or two. All right. Pertain- what band would you be in type thing. Okay. And I, ne- I never asked you guys if you could play in any country, like any country at all right now. Mm-hmm. What country would you be? And which venue in that country would you be at? I want to be Malaysia. Where in Malaysia? No, I don't want to play in Malaysia. I want to be Malaysia. Because you just asked what country do I want to be. So I want to be Malaysia. 
<laughs> I walked that one. Oh my god! Attacking a woman while she's down. <laughs> he, he's gonna put his licks in now when he can because when I'm back to par, he's in so much trouble. Couple more weeks and he'll be in front of you. <laughs> you know what? Careful, Todd. You'll be here and I'll I'll give you the ick. I will send you home with the ick, man. The ick was the, the ick had already been in this house. Son got it. None of us got it. I no. will give it back. I'm I not don't... coming anywhere near the sickness. I'm not down with the sickness. <laughs> <laughs> she might knock you off the stool instead of you falling off the stool. <laughs> there is no problem with wow. my stool. <laughs> and now it goes back to poo yet again. <laughs> hey, that hey, wasn't welcome, intentional. Welcome to the poo cast. <laughs> the poo cast. Oh, the poo cast. Yes. <laughs> Guys, seriously, and I'm going to start with Dave because we all know when it comes to these questions, it's like pulling teeth from a freaking shark. What? (laughs) Um, Seriously, if you could play in any country, what country would it be and what venue in that country would you play at? Like, what's the pinnacle place to play in that country? I would want to play in South America, uh, maybe Brazil. uh, And definitely at a festival. It doesn't matter which festival, because if it's like a heavy metal, hard rock festival... There's going to be probably a couple hundred thousand people there. That's what I want to do. Hell yeah! And that makes sense because Megadeth was just in, uh, what, Costa Rica? Yeah. Absolutely. Some of the biggest uh, crowds ever were from there. So. That's pretty cool. That's, that's a really good one, Dave. All right, Todd, what about you? Wembley. Ooh. Wembley. Wembley. Oh, yeah, over in the UK. Who do know where Wembley is? What country is Wembley in? Uh, it's some country overseas. <laughs> I think it's in England. Yeah, it's, it's in England. Sorry. <laughs> you guys are real help. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Wembley holds over a hundred thousand people. Really? So, um, like, as an obscure reference, who's your favorite band that's played at Wembley? Hmm. My favorite band that's played at Wembley. Poo too. Uh, do we? Do we? <laughs> Now, do we want to do uh, do we want to do current band that people will know, or do we want to do you know the old dinosaurs? Because there's been some a lot of big names that have played there. You know what? I'll tell you what. My favorite actual performance that I've seen at Wembley. It's actually played on Palladium a few times. Foo Fighters. Really? Foo Fighters played Wembley and ripped that place apart. I believe that man. I like yeah. that drummer man. Dave Grohl man. Yeah, oh yeah, Dave Grohl, the man. drummer. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. God, Taylor Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, but freaking Dave Grohl, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. He, he could fart He's on like a an CD attack animal. and it would sound freaking brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I he, like is, him a lot. he is the savior of music today. I yes, will tell you is. that. Yeah, you saw that movie, right? The uh, thing where he bought the, the, the board. I haven't watched it yet. We bought the board uh, all yeah, analog you, and it yeah. was for the last album, right? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix or it's on something. It's I'll on something to, where you I'll can watch it for free or it's on, on demand. It's it's really good. Sound City is, is a really good movie. Nice. And he did he did a really good thing by buying that and... Really make it, and when you see all the albums that were recorded there, it just it'll blow your mind. Yeah, yeah, I love Dave Grohl. It's all wow. about the drums too. <laughs> of course he is. That, that's a really awesome pick, Todd. That, Foo Fighters, I love Foo Fighters. Yeah, if cool. I could them live, that would be awesome because I've been a big fan. All right, uh, Johnny V, how about you? Castle Donington in the UK. Ah, that's a good choice too, man. Hmm, interesting. Not even a question. Really? Yeah, yeah. You, can, you don't hear too much about Donington anymore. But I remember back in the you know, 
you know, the days of, of Van Halen playing there, Iron Maiden, oh, yeah. you know, the Monsters of Rock Festival. Well, for me, over there. it's either there or, or Hammersmith. Yeah, yeah. One of the two. Yeah. Oh, I would love to play the Hammersmith. Oh my I, God, yes! Like every oh, yeah. band that like was ever yeah, anything. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the place. Yeah. Jeez. You know what's funny is I think you the music type that you guys play would be huge in the UK. Oh God! Hell yeah. Especially yeah. right now, it would probably be bigger in Japan. I'd like to. Well, that's about the point. That it. <laughs> you can't hear. Can you hear? What? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, do some timers moment on me. Just, just, shh. Dave, Dave, I want you to go to your happy place and I'm out for like five minutes, honey. Just five minutes. Come back to us when you're all put back together. <sighs> oh, wow. And it's quiet now. That scares me. <laughs> Well, well, Johnny, uh, if, yes, you were to, baby. if you were to play there, uh, what would your guitar of choice and ideal setup for the studio be? Gibson Les Paul. I mean for the road? Gibson Les Paul with Burst Bucket Pros in it without question. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're talking about like setup for the road? Yeah, setup for Probably the road. Probably a JCM 800 from Marshall Yeah, with a 4x12 cab filled with Selection Greenbacks. Okay. Um, Ibanez TS9. Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably a crybaby wah. Oh yeah. Some kind of compressor. Yeah. You know, I need, I need, I need a compressor. That, that's it. It's the exact same thing <laughs> with the studio. There's no difference between live and studio with me. I use the same gear, mm. same sounds, but that's my preferred tone and sound. And yeah. Is that how you get your vintage tone on your guitar? Uh, aside from the amp, yeah. I run a uh, uh, Jet City uh, tube amp. That's very similar to a Soldano Astro Verb. So you prefer tube to solid state? Yeah, I believe I mentioned that in another pod, but yeah, I do. Hmm. Very good, very good, man. Like, like you're totally loyal. You wouldn't ever deviate. No, I'll play solid state. I played it in the past. I prefer tube. I think it sounds a little more organic, but if I found a good sounding solid state amp, I would play it. I own PV uh, Viper, which is a solid state amp, and it sounds amazing. Actually, it's a digital modeling amp. Yeah. And it sounds amazing. Oh, cool. Does it still give it that organic feel? Yeah, kind of. Dave plays through it a lot when we play live. Mm. And if I put it on like a classic 30 setting, it sounds very similar to their uh, mm. classic 30, I mean, which is which is itself, I believe, model up some kind of Fender amp. So, mm. Yeah, it, which is what I would Yeah, play. like a Fender Tweed or something like that. So, I mean, it sounds great. There's a Fender Tweed setting on there, too, which sounds great. Mm. But where Dave plays a Telecaster, we play through that Tweed, it'd be way too bright. Yeah, it would be, yeah. True. Yeah, anything that you would want, like in a pedal or, or on your guitar or something that isn't there, you know? Do you have anything like that that you're Me? missing that you would just want, like you're always looking for to have? No. No, really? No, I, I'm very basic, dude. I don't, I don't like a lot of effects. The only thing I would ever add would be a talk box, and even that, I, I don't really need it, so yeah. I could care less either way, yeah. to be honest. You know, I've said flanger, chorus, but even yeah. that. But something maybe that isn't on the guitar itself, like something... Something that isn't built into something already, like something that you would like to see happen no. in, in, a, in an instrument. No, no. So, no. so he's very much that you would ever need. You're very simple. Yeah, yeah. I just I need to I need a guitar. I need six strings and a couple of pickups, and I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You're very purist. You don't like all the fancy bells and whistles that are like you hear a lot of in music today. No, that's a good thing. 
That is a very good thing. Uh, what? Well, okay, Dave, in, in contrast, how about you? Can you break it down like Johnny did? Tell us what your set is and why. Uh, I'd have to say, man, I, I'm, I'm, I go with Johnny uh, on the sense that I wanted to say everything that's not raw and natural. Like, my favorite albums are ones that are, like, timeless. So, like, a Stevie Ray Vaughan sound it could have been recorded in any era. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guitar sound. So, Absolutely. for me, <laughs> what I'd like to have on stage if I was playing, like, some huge place like Wembley, I would like to have, like, you know, two double stack marshals, but I'd also like to have a Fender Twin sitting next to it, you know? And, and be able to get all the sounds out of it. So I'd like to have one, one a stack running clean, one stack running dirty, one stack, you know, <coughs> coming out of the Fender Twins. And, um, but I'd also like to have my guitar. I really want an upside-down Strat. Strong, Why an upside-down? Strong right-handed. He wants a left-handed Strat strung right-handed because yeah, exactly. he plays lefty. Yeah, exactly. But he's so used to playing a right-handed guitar lefty, his strings are backwards all the time. That's how he plays now. Yeah, and uh, so I hit my I hit my arm on the knobs all the time, and so I'm always changing the volume or the tone. So what I would like to see on a guitar, this is kind of what I was I was kind of get at, um, is I'd like the knobs to be clickable. No, for me, no, no, for, <laughs> for me. you, yeah, no, for me, so that when I hit them with my arm, they don't push, they don't, see, they don't change and the volume. My issue with that is yeah. I'll do volume swells. Oh yeah, because you'll do volume. I can't have that. Clicking. Or something where you could pull it up and push it down, so you could either have a smooth or you know something like that. That would work if they you could know? make a pot like that. That would yeah, work. Yeah, like that'd that. be great. I mean, they have. If you look at the um, the Wilshire Phantomatic, mm. its tone knob is like an L, a Gibson L six. It's got six positions on it with a chicken knob. Oh, nice. Chicken head knob. You just turn it. That's a tone knob. But if yeah. they can make a, a volume knob like that, yeah, that yeah. would work for you. That would. That would really be nice, man. You know? It, it, this, to me, is really interesting because I'm not a musician like you guys. So mm-hmm. when you explain this and the way you talk about it with such in- intrigue and you have so many facts behind it, you guys can tell die hard musicians. And it's funny because... You both have the same opinion about having an organic sound, which shouldn't shouldn't surprise me because Johnny V has a very like metal rock background, whereas Dave is more blues and jazz. That's right, baby. He does jazz hands quite frequently. I do, <laughs> and I, I I get the funk going in here. <laughs> but I'd also like to have uh, uh, Stevie Salas came up with a uh, an Ottawa, which I'd really like to have because I really like the sound of the that it makes i'd also like to have some kind of rack unit so i could tighten up the sound of that i'm getting so even though it's raw it'd be manageable and it wouldn't just be you know wild so i know that's why i use a compressor pedal yeah something like that okay it, it, it squashes the tone a little bit but not enough where it makes a difference with what i'm doing yeah and i don't have to run the gain on my amp nearly as much as i used to remember when we, we played at the lucky dog and that other band that we were playing with uh rock candy I yeah. think. Uh, hard, the, candy. hard candy hard candy the, the, the guitar player the the, the guitar player yeah. was first I don't, I don't know what his name was I don't know what his name is either but I like the rack system he had set up and I was like I'd love to have something like that you know see I, I, I yeah. never play with a rack system yeah. I have no idea what it would do to my tone with my yeah. sound I'm kind of like yeah. you know I, I like the sound I get I I'd like, also like that like pedal set up so racks. I could move between well, there is song that too. No, boobies are fun you know and have it, like, presets for each song that I was going to do so I could just go through and hit them you know. Yeah, but to me, I mean, so just so I wouldn't, just wouldn't have to worry about it. I can concentrate. Just on go buy a multi effects pedal then. To be doing. If you can do that, just buy a digital multi effects pedals. The same damn thing. Seriously, like Digitech makes the RP one thousand. Yeah. You can turn it into stomp boxes. Use it as digital modeling. It's exactly like a rack mount. It's, yeah, but I want everything cheaper. all set up already. So all I gotta do yeah, is go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
you know, you one pre- is no, for no, this, no. two is for this. You can hold a couple hundred presets in it. So you oh, just yeah, click yeah, right through, dude. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that again, so if you run that into a tube amp, you're just taking away what makes a tube amp great, as, as far as I'm concerned. No, I'm talking about the effects part of it, not the not the not the sound part of it. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I mean. Um, okay, so what? God, how do, uh, how do you your sound? How do I what? How do you how would you break down your sound to explain to somebody what kind of sound you are? You more of a effects guy? Are you more of an organic guy? Are you more of a? Do you have any heavy influences that influence the way you change your sound? Not really. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I just go for. I'm looking for what's going to give me the best tone, and what I what I play through right now is exactly what I've always wanted in a a, a tone. You know, I mean, it's I'm shaking shaking houses and roofs with the the low end, but I've got enough mid range and and treble to cut through all the guitars and actually, you know. So people can, I can make the asses move. That's <laughs> it. Um, and I mean, pretty much, if we were going on tour, I wouldn't be requesting anything more than what I have now. I mean, this is this is it. I've I've got my my pro gear. I'd say the only thing I'm lacking is I'd love to have a looper, where I could record something, let it loop, play. Mm. Oh, and I thought I you play on top of that, Bruce Willis. No, not Bruce Willis. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, I think that's the only thing I'm I'm lacking in my rig. That and just a pedal board to put my pedals on. I'm not all about pedals i mean by i mean i i will put appropriate sounds on if it calls for it you know if it needs some chorus if it needs some reverb if it needs a little envelope filter for that bow 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 wow you know a little little action action sound but yeah that's it i'm pretty i'm a bass player i'm pretty simple so you want a looper what's that you want a looper i definitely want a looper i think that'd be some fun some Fun stuff. So, to like, do. What, remember when that kid backed us up over at Casey's? Or yeah, the yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah, and he did like the, yeah, the he's, little loop exactly thing, and then yeah. he changed an instrument, yeah. and then yeah, he puts a lot of videos up too and uses that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love it. I saw I saw a clinic with Victor Wooten who did that. He, yeah, yeah. And oh. he did he did like I'll tell you what, like fifteen loops. So he yeah. plays something yeah. and then he would loop it again and he loop it again, <sighs> oh, and it just sounded so huge. And the guys just, <laughs> I mean, it was just amazing. Awesome. I'd love to have something like that. I mean, because we could write some pretty Hell complex yeah. stuff. Oh, I thought that Hell was the yeah. beginning of the Fat Albert you were just doing. No, And I'm going to sing a song for you. Hey, hey, hey. It's Fat Albert. Oh, my God. Oh, hey, we should do that in the end song today. <laughs> but seriously, um, when you started in the shelter, has your sound changed at all? Do you feel more open being in the shelter? Do you feel like you're still structured? Can you branch out or are you just kind of in the same kind of groove? Like you're very comfortable, you know, like a, a comfortable old shoe or something. Who's that directed to? Which one? All of us or one of us? Buddy. Anybody? Anybody. Do you mean? I feel like a wide open spaces and I've always felt like that. See, this, this I finally grown. feel like that. Well, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I was very constrained in previous oh. projects. Well, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll say it was a little rough at the beginning. Was it, it rough then, asshole? It was very rough. <laughs> what was rough at the beginning? Rough asshole. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, 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 but yeah. then, uh, you know, over time, you know, uh, given room to explore. So. Yeah, it's much better now. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. say, I'd say the thing I liked, about, always liked about Todd was Todd was always open to everything. 
It was never, you could throw anything at him and he'd play to it. Huh? You know? what, I, what I like is I can go, hey, Todd, I get this rip, and he comes up with a rip, and then there's a song. Exactly. A beautiful thing. We work like that all the time, and yeah. it works out. It's like, well, I, yeah. but, I mean, I, the way I feel, I mean, why, why would you want to, and I'm going to use one of Dave's terms here, why would you want to be a vagina McDynasty? That's Man. exactly yeah. it right there. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, you're in here to, to make music together. And All have right. a good time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you gonna. There's gonna be arguments. There's gonna be disagreements. Yeah. But in, in essence, you're trying to put something together. And why not be open about ideas that are brought to the table? Absolutely. Because who knows? You know what? That idea that you might not have originally liked. You know, right off that bat, hearing it. Once you work on it, you'd be like surprised what it might do to to something you're working on. I mean, there's no reason to be, uh, you know, a VD. Uh, VM Vagina McDynasty, <laughs> and, and, and I know. find now we don't really have that going on anymore. I don't I mean, think it was there at one point, yeah. but not 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 in the shelter. Yeah, uh, I and agree. Is um, Todd, you had a bass riff floating around in the background for what a good twenty years, something like and that, and it it got turned into something with the shelter. And I mean, what what is that something? What is that bass line that people need to be listening to for the new album? It's breaking away. I'm looking forward to people hearing that. I mean, because it's something. I mean. I played it for a long time. That's a yeah, that riff right there. Yeah, I brought it. I brought a few few different places. Never liked what was done with it, and then uh, all of a sudden, you know, Dave and I get our hands on no, it. No, even before this is even before Dave. Mm. Yeah, Mike. Johnny started playing yeah. some guitar to it, and I'm like, dude, that's perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what this song needs. And then Dave came in and just wrote this melody and these lyrics to the song, and it took its own. Yeah, we can't forget Life. what Mike did under that. Though. Oh, no, Mike's no. Oh, Mike, under that. Jesus. Holy well, shit. I won't like discredit anything man. that anybody Mike is a monster, he monster is, drummer. Like, damn, that groove is I mean, strong. I'm, I'm looking song. forward to that to, to that getting released. I, I mean, that yeah, should, in my opinion, should probably be track three on the on the album. Yeah, that's a good tune. Yeah. yeah. That's a good you know. Absolutely. But the same goes for um, Johnny V and... Dave, because you each have had things that you've brought into this project, like riffs that you just, bam, came up with, or lyrics that you had floating around in the background, and mm -hmm. you've actually turned them into things that you have envisioned them, if, if I'm a drawing. But, the yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, Shine was that way. I was right. I wrote part of it uh, on my way up here from Texas, and then I wrote, uh, I think, another lyric after I got here. And, then that, and they didn't go together. They weren't supposed to go on the same song. But when I heard what, uh, what you guys had come up with, I was like, this feels right. It would work in this. This was kind of what I was going for when I was thinking about these songs. Yeah, and see, for me, it was coming home. Bringing that riff in the Todd and having him help me flesh the rest of it out. I mean, that, that song right there, as far as I'm concerned, is a friggin' monster. I like that song. And that was played on the radio. I mean, so it was really cool hearing that on the radio see yeah. me the love child that i love out of this album the most is make it happen that song just has such a groove to it that you can't help but move with it well that song goes way back that it was when i first started playing with todd i actually wrote that to play with todd because i need i need one thing i wanted to that i thought that we would work well together with and something that i could sing and play at the same time but um uh, as soon as Todd heard it, he started playing to it, and he, and, and he, he literally made it happen. And I've tried it with other people. Like I, I was actually working on it in a studio when I moved to North Carolina, 
And although they were doing good stuff to it, they were either trying to rock it up or they were trying to take it somewhere else. We just took it organically and just already knew what to do with it, which really made me happy. And nice. and the thing that I've, I've learned over the years and, and the thing that I always wanted to do, even before, you know, especially with this band, because I, I feel like this band has got the potential to do it. Um, and what I've seen from when I'm working in studio, I know I'm, I'm getting, it sounds like I'm getting lost here, but yeah, when you're in a normal band or when you're in a studio and you're trying to produce a product, the it's usually very normal or very, you know, everybody's trying to get to a commercial end. So the songs can get on the radio. But my, my thing is I always wanted to break new ground. So I always wanted to do something that hadn't been done or pull influences in from something else so that we're trying to create something new, either sound-wise, uh, song-wise, whatever, whatever the situation may be, you know, or, or are you trying to create a new band with a whole new thing, you know? So um, with Make It Happen, I kind of felt like, you know, Todd was open to that. And, and when I came into this band, everybody was just open to doing something different. And all the songs were different. So I was like, this can, yeah, this can I, work. You know? I would definitely agree. I mean, the whole album is <laughs> all over the music spectrum. Yeah. There's really, you can't pigeonhole us in really one category. Yeah. If, if anything, you know, and, and Todd and I have said this, rock, you can definitely pigeonhole us in. <laughs> I mean, there. That's the only thing that you could really pitch. But yeah. everything else is is all over the map. I mean, where there's some funk in there, there's some blues in there, some R and B in there. Yeah. There's some there's some hard rock. There's some metal in there. AKA burn it down. There's some you know there's some heavy songs. There's some lighter songs. It's again we're all over the place. Yeah. If if there's one song you don't like, wait a second, you might like the next one. Yeah. Ex I, yeah. I agree yeah. With I would that. definitely agree with that. That's and, you know. And you, and you got John. John. John is a good example of what what this band I think is about. Um. When you talk to John, John will talk to you and sing to you uh, The Temptations. Uh, and then in the next line, he'll sing to you uh, something that's in drop D of <laughs> some <laughs> yeah, rock band. And then he'll sing to you a Daw song. So I think there's a lot of influences even in just one person. Well, then I, and the nice know? thing is, you know, my influences are all over the freaking place. Yeah. Todd's is all, are all over the place. Yours yeah. are way all over, oh, the place. Yeah. all over the place. Todd's just a loon. <laughs> <laughs> He's so all over the place. He's not even in the room right now. <laughs> See that? See? Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, this album has a little something for everybody. You, whether you're a 70s, 70s rock star, you're an 80s funk master, you're, you know, you move into the 90s with the jazz and the blues, and, and then you throw it all together in this big modern bowl, and you have... Smoke you it. <laughs> but, yeah, you really do have a funk rock love child. Oh hell yeah! To a certain extent, yeah. What do you mean to a certain extent? I liken us and Dave's and I hate hearing us to kiss <laughs> because they were kind of all over the place as well with certain things. They definitely are not really a one trick pony. I mean, they're more of a, a, a hard rock band. But hmm. if if you listen to it, there's some fifties influences in there. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. All across all they're the albums, all over yeah. the place, yeah, yeah. kind of like we are. Yeah, yeah. Are you well, gonna I also listen to a ton of Dave Matthews, so I bring someone that the way he picks and the way yeah. he plays in. Yeah. You listen to stuff that I would never listen to. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the blue stuff that you like, yeah. I don't like. Yeah. Or the funk and that, I'm not into yeah. that. So yeah. I think with you bringing that, yeah. I bring a little heaviness. Todd brings heavy yeah. with him as well, plus the blues and the funk. Yeah. It's all over the place. And then you got you know Mike, who's definitely like John Bonham mixed with Bill Ward. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, he's again another guy who's a versatile player who's all over the place. Now that's true. Mike is like John Bonham and and Bill Ward. That, that I think that's a good summation because uh, John Bonham, who really came from like a, um, like a Louis Belson, um, Gene Krupa thing, and he locked into all those things like uh, Jabo Starks and uh, Clyde Stubblefield from James Brown, and you can really hear that because when we brought these tracks down to nothing, when they were just drums. And we were working on the drum tracks. I was I was literally singing James Brown over it, and I was singing Parliament over Absolutely. it because. And you could hear the one, like you can hear, he has a natural feel for it. I mean, it's just there, you know. And even when when we brought up the bass line, you know, we were just working, bringing this thing up, you know, from the foundation up, and uh, and even Todd, Todd had a natural feel for the one. You could hear it in the line. It would start off. <laughs> whatever the riff was yep. it'd lock yeah, right into the exactly. one it'd go to the go through the riff lock back into the one lock back to, it was it was beautiful man you know and here's here's the other thing is that you guys all this freedom and all these different influences that are coming in and we're now that we're kind of going through a changing of the guard mm-hmm. with the drummer because as we had mentioned in a previous podcast our dear mikey ardwin is stepping back yeah and very sad and we, we are very see him go because we absolutely love him. He's an amazing drummer. He's an amazing person. Damn straight. And he's just a blast to talk to. I mean, if if people could see what I see behind the scenes with you guys, the, the chemistry was awesome. And he was just, he was as big of a kid, if not a bigger kid than you guys at times. And it was just fun to see that side of him every once in a while. Because he was... So calm, he could he could sell you you know beachfront property in Nevada. <laughs> and that's true. Looking for a new drummer, that's going to mean more change. That's going to mean different sound. That's going to mean a different aspect and influence. Does that does that really open more doors for you guys? Do you think this is going to be the next step? In a sense, uh, that's a good question. I think. Uh, it- I think that we're easily um, adaptable. I think all of us are. Yeah, I would agree with that. And um, we we can definitely find our way through this. You know, Mike is truly, truly an exceptional player and an exceptional person. It's like losing a brother here. It literally is. And um, I think we can move on from this. I think if we get the right person with the right personality, first and foremost, definitely the right personality. He's got to really lock into us as one of us. And um, and as a player, uh, he's definitely probably going to be different because there is nobody like Mike. I mean, Mike is a very unique style. So hopefully we can bring that out of, out of the next person that comes in. We can bring that uniqueness that they have. And if it works with us, which hopefully it should, <laughs> that's, why we, <laughs> that's why we're bringing him in, uh, and then it should take us in, in maybe another direction, which to me, the more directions we can go in, the better for me, you know, because to me, it's like, it's, it's almost like a balloon. You start off small, you start off as one type of thing and you blow out in a hundred different directions and you come back to the center again, you know? And I mean, you, you do that personally now, Dave, because rock is a new venue for you. You are mostly what blues and jazz. This is, this is a new yeah, it, it is, or it's also kind of returned to to form in some ways. I mean, 
you know, when you're a, when you're a teenager, I think I started out, you know, doing everything. I mean, anything and everything. I mean, because that's pretty much what you do when you're a teenager. Um, so it was probably a lot of classic rock and that kind of thing. Uh, but when I really got in like an, you know, an adult professional band, uh, it's, I was doing punk. I mean, I was really straight. I mean, it was like 1982. I mean, that's, that's what we did. Uh, but it was definitely came from a rock influence. Like all the players were, you hey, know, Dave. over the top players. In 1982, I think I was in third grade. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> don't, don't even tell me because my wife was like, I don't even want to tell you. Uh, so. We're the same age, just about to. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, that's, so I started off doing that and then I slowly got into straight ahead rock stuff like Van Halen kind of thing. And then, uh, you know, and anything at Over the Sun, I, you know, got into metal, everything else that, that went on in the eighties. And, uh, but then I really started like really getting into funk because funk had always like intrigued me. And I always really wanted to listen to funk and jazz because I heard a lot of jazz when I was growing up. And, uh, that really correlated itself like in the early 90s and then all through the 90s and the early 2000s i really got into jazz and funk and and everything else and even classical so bringing it back to this is kind of bringing me back somewhere in the middle 80s i'd, I'd say but with a whole new twist because these guys like i said man they, they do everything and anything you know yeah so i mean there's even <laughs> some stuff that's kind of sounds punky you know? No. Yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, you telling me in Wild Ride with the with the with the, the, the in the in the verse of Wild Ride with the, that doesn't sound funny. And uh, or metal. what's the other one there? What's the other one? Uh, what other one? Uh, Shake your money maker. No, no, no. Break down. Break. Uh, burn it down. Burn it down is very metal too. It is, but but I can hear the punk influence. There's no punk in there. Oh yeah. No, oh yeah. I hear. I hear. No. I hear. No. I hear. No. I hear. <laughs> There's something wrong with him. I do. I hear it, man. You know. But I mean, that's just where I'm coming from. What about you, team man? I have no idea what we're talking about because <laughs> I just walked back into the room. I'm working on four hours here. I had to get coffee. <laughs> All right, we could ask you a new question. Well, no, what were you guys talking about? I don't know. What, what was the question? I don't even think our moderator is in the room right now. <laughs> uh -huh. Nice. Nice. Um, so well, you know what? We could talk to you about something, Mr. Todd, because where you come from, um, we can get a little... Well, you know, I don't want to do that because if we talk about that, I think we've been talking about music this whole podcast. Yeah, we but probably, we, let's keep we, it we, what were you going to bring up? Were you going to bring up uh, that topic from my hometown? Yeah. So where can I get it? <laughs> no, no. I guess uh, heroin's been floating around a lot in Medway. There's been a lot of heroin floating around a lot. So, so I actually, first 13 years, grew up in Natick. Hmm. And Natick's, uh, you know, right next to, to Framingham. It's it's kind of a big town. Um, and I was shocked to read a couple months ago that Natick is now like the heroin capital of Massachusetts. You're kidding. And I was shocked by that. And then, you know, you hear about that in Medway. There's, there's a lot of heroin in Medway. I mean, yeah. there was, I mean, I know 10 years ago there was heroin in Medway. I mean, I, I've never personally touched the stuff. I have no yeah. interest in, in any of that. But I, I do know people that got into into some trouble with that you know in 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 that same town so it doesn't surprise me and if you've been reading the the newspapers recently there's been a lot of heroin overdose deaths yeah yeah I mean, yeah that was it, it. yeah, yeah it's crazy how many and it's what's it coming from is it is it coming from who's putting it out there it's mm. they're not cutting it clean i mean i i know nothing about it mm. you know i i, I mean you know I'm, I'm obviously don't want you to say personally who you know but I'm not, i mean you I know a lot of musicians it. who are doing this or uh yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people people that, you know, uh, bandmates, um, 
Yeah, I I know quite a few people. I mean, and mm-hmm. there's been there's been some there's been some people that were you know brothers or sisters of, of people that I've gone to high school with that mm-hmm. are no longer with us because of that. Yeah. Um, I mean that's that's a drug that I've never had any interest yeah, in touching. Yeah, me neither, man. Um, you know, there's this one. So my uncle, my uncle played with a uh, a bass player. His name was John Black. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal bass player. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably probably the best place bass player since the bass player he had early in the mm-hmm. day when I was a little kid. Um, and he went out on tour with uh, Wino uh, from what's uh, Wino's big band there? Uh, big doom metal band. Mm-hmm. Um, He's actually, I mean, has a band called Wino, but he was from, I want to say, like, St. Vitus or something like that. So they went and did a German tour, and uh, John went out on tour with Wino as the bass player. Successful tour. Great. I mean, big, big time, great tour. They got back to uh, to Maryland. They had a party. Did heroin. He ain't no longer with us. Oh, shit. You know? Wow. Gone. Gone. All that talent wasted just because he wanted to celebrate a good time. Yeah. You know, boot a little smack. And uh, he's no longer with us. So, I mean, it's an evil drug, and it's getting even worse. I mean, it's not just heroin either. You got got all these drugs that are being mixed in bathtubs now. You got, like, your Molly. Molly. I mean, that's uh, evil. I mean, to me, keep it it to the earth. You know? Absolutely. If it's from the ground, go ahead. Do it. You know, I, I you know even though heroin's from the ground and everything, but I, you <laughs> no, know, I know I mean, yeah, people, people, people know where I'm going yeah, yeah. with this. You know, I agree, man. But yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe this- though, in such a small town, you know, this was. It doesn't matter the size of the town <laughs> yeah. nowadays. You know yeah. what I mean? And and I and the reason I can see that is there's not a lot to do. Yeah. So it's like, hey, you know, when I was a kid, it was like, what are we gonna do? Well, hey, let's uh, let's go do the Franklin 500 and hop yeah, in our cars and drive yeah, around yeah, in circles. Yeah. You know. But there was also those times where let's go out in the woods, build a bonfire, and just drink till we're stupid. Yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. there, there was no, nothing, stuff, nothing yeah. a lot to do, and you yeah. know, and back then it was just no one was thinking let's go get some heroin. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like hey, maybe let's get some herb and and, and some beers. Yeah, and- get some herbs, some some beers, and you know, as, as the time went on, there mm-hmm. might have been a little dabble in, in, in a little bit more excessive stuff, um, but. Uh, now it's just like okay, the, you know the the little stuff doesn't do it for some of these people, so they're just getting worse. And the big thing is, is is you someone getting hurt and they're getting put on the pain pills. Yeah, I know. Okay, so then yeah. they're hooked yeah, on the pain uh, pills, and then they can't get the pain pills anymore. So the cheaper alternative is to start doing heroin. Yeah. So it's sad, man. It is. There's been too many greats taken by that stuff. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we were talking about it last night. I mean, just think about how many. How many people in the music industry have died because of that drug? And, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just insane. It is. It's stupid. It really, it really is. It really is. Yeah, when we were when I was growing up, uh, uh, all my friends were, you know, like I was telling you guys, you know, we all they started, snorted playing, gravel. We used to all play in this one house, and we're all all these musicians, teenagers, in this one house with no adults for years, and nobody did drugs. It was the weirdest thing. I and mean, that was drag, back in the day we, when you could get a lid for 10 yeah, bucks. Yeah, exactly. you literally could get a bag like this of a pot and, and like as big as a, a freaking salami and for like maybe a hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like literally, Leave I mean, it, it was to make a food reference <laughs> and a salami one. <laughs> Italian, you know, but there was one of our friends that we, uh, he had come down there a few times, but he wasn't, uh, he wasn't like part of the, the essential group but i did get to know him later on in the 80s and he was a great blues player and he believe it or not yet yeah, he was he was a white guy but he was a pimp in harlem 
<laughs> and he showed me his pimp outfits. But anyway, we had a he, 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 he used to do heroin. He started doing heroin at an early age, like 14 or something. And, he, and I saw him, and he used to call me up at like 3 or 4 in the morning. Can you come over? Can you, because uh, I think I'm going to die tonight. You know, like I think I'm going to OD. And, you know, and you go over and you watch him. Uh, you know, it was a big pain in the ass. Literally, because he, honestly, the kid didn't have such a bad life that he really needed to do this. He just got hooked at an early age. But uh, he did die. But oddly, he died in a funny way. And in a funny, ironic way. He, uh, he was going to the methadone clinic. And uh, he came out and got hit by a car. <laughs> didn't get uh, killed any other way. Kind of, kind of sad. Wow. You know? That didn't die from a heroin overdose. Didn't die from AIDS, which he feared the whole time he was doing it. Died because wow. he got hit by a car crossing the street coming out of the methadone clinic. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> random. That's <laughs> that is random, you know? That's rough. <laughs> but, you know, that's... that's hey, we, this is, this is a, uh, actually a birthday today. Uh-huh. Whose birthday uh, is it? It is Mickey Dolenz's birthday from the Monkees. Yeah. Nice. You know, nice. wasn't it a monkey's birthday yesterday, too? Or was somebody's it? birthday? Well, there there's somebody only, else's birthday yesterday. There's only three, wait, wait, wait. three surviving monkeys. Yeah. Whose birthday was it today? I couldn't hear over Johnny V's big mouth. Mickey Dolan's. We're the monkeys. Who's that? Thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like being left out in the dark. Here yeah. we come. Walking down the street. Oh, that, that was good. That we was get good. the funniest That was a, this week in music history. <laughs> Everyone we meet. Hey, hey, hey we're, we're the monkeys. monkeys. People say we monkey around. But we're too busy singing to put anybody down. We just try to be friendly. Come and watch us sing and play. We're the young generation. And we got something to say. Hey, hey, we're the monkey. Okay, we should. Who just whipped himself there? Who was one of their original guitar players? For the monkeys? For the monkeys? And I hope this ain't like, you know, an untruth, but I'm pretty sure it's not. You mean like as part of like the actual band? No, no, no. Like in the background on the albums. No idea. Oof. You're going to say Jimmy Page, probably. <laughs> no, but his name is Jimmy. Hendrix? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's no what I've heard. I've never yeah, actually, no, no, I've no, never no, actually that's like, that's wow. gone and done my research, he but I've heard a lot of those bands. that he did yeah. some studio sessions for the Monkees, yep. and that's really like one of his earliest And that was things. his first tour. That's, one of his first tours. Yeah. yeah. Wow, talk about an obscure music history reference, kids. Talk about a lesson. Jeez. Yeah. Well, see, as we're going way back... Um, who are your? Uh, who do you think are the forerunners of uh, different kinds of music, man? Like punk, funk, rock, blues, or, or uh, you know, like rock and roll. Like who do you identify with? Yeah, when who you do you identify that? as like the beginning? Oh, rock Beatles. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. You know, that's that's a really good summation. Because everyone says Elvis, okay, yeah. but he was rockabilly, and there's a complete yeah, difference between right. him and the Beatles. Yeah. And you know what you say? You say rock. That, not rock and roll, but rock. Because That's the Beatles. if you listen to the White Album, the White Album is literally everything you hear in the 70s mm-hmm. on it. And it was made in like, what, 66, 67, yeah. somewhere around there? When it's actually recorded. 
That's that's really good. And, and you say punk, two names come to come to mind: Sex Pistols and the Ramones. See, now that's what I would normally say, but when I, I think about it, I think about uh, Iggy Pop. And I think the Misfits. Iggy and the Stooges, but yeah, Iggy, because of that. I mean, if you literally watch them and listen to them, it's like watching a punk band. True, really is. true, very true. I mean, but... he, he cut himself. He did everything that a punk band does. Right, you know, screaming, right. yelling. Now, see, the bands that you mentioned, Todd, came way before the band that I mentioned. But I still, to me, the Misfits are, are punk. Oh yeah, I agree. With Clint, well, with yeah, yeah, Misfits are definitely punk. But, but like, but you mentioned punk. The first two names that pop into my head instantly are Ramones yeah. and Sex Pistols. You know, and, and there might be a people who are big fans of punk that might dispute that and say, "Yeah, you're a fool." Maybe oh, I am. Maybe I am, but I'm just going by you know what's in my head. So, yep. yeah, and, I mean, as, it's our opinion. And as far as metal goes, it's Sabbath. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. I don't even think other people say like blue chair or something. No, crap, Iron Butterfly. Me, or, yeah, yeah, it's no. all baloney. To me, it, it is absolutely it's Sabbath. Sabbath. It's, it's, yeah. And you know what? To Literally, clarify it even more. It's Tony Iommi. Yeah. Yeah, Rick Man, Without him, we yeah. wouldn't have metal like we know it today. No. Well, you know, you got a th- geezer. He's very important there yeah, too. He, he wrote almost he all the lyrics. Oh, I would agree. Everything like that. I'm just saying guitar tone and sound and the way, like you know, if you listen to Metallica, you hear. Sad. Yeah, you hear. If you listen oh yeah, to Iron everything Maiden comes from that. Or oh, yeah. Priest. Yep. Or you know what I'm saying? Like all these bands, you hear Sabbath in there, Absolutely. and that's all down to tone. Yeah, yeah, genre music. He really did. Absolutely. Almost literally by himself. Absolutely. You know, I agree with that. But Bill, Bill Ward, you can hear. I mean, that was a good thing about Sabbath, though. Sabbath pulled from everywhere. Because if you listen, really listen to Sabbath, there's a lot of jazz and blues. In fact, they even, I think they even started off that way. Yeah, they were. They were a blues you know? band yeah. called yeah. Earth. Yep. You know? And, but the thing I like about Sabbath is Ozzy almost sounds like a ghost. Like, he sounds like ethereal above. And, it, and his voice is, is kind of high-pitched. And it just sounds... Um, it's a, it's a good... Could mix against what Iommi's doing, you know. Yeah, because well, Ozzy's got a thin voice. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, have yeah, a thin yeah, voice, yeah. you know. When I'm singing, that's why when yeah. when you hear like on coming home when I'm doing yeah. the chorus, I need Johnny below me. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna it's just gonna sound so thin. Yeah. But that's what Ozzy has. So I mean. Yeah, and Ozzy. <laughs> now I love Ozzy era I Sabbath, but I really love Dio era Sabbath. Really? Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. It, it, see, it, the Ozzy era Sabbath was, was now really good. Now, when I think of Dio, but, I don't think Dio, of Dio as Sabbath singer, Dio, I, even though that's pretty much oh, oh, the main oh, part of his career. Ronnie, Ronnie has such a good voice, and it's, uh, it's, <laughs> at the time it was, it was just such a bad idea that you know I had to go off solo. But Sharon, Sharon put me out in Blizzard of Oz. It was just great. <laughs> but, but Ronnie, bless his heart, rest in peace. I mean, he really it was, it was a great. Great, great singer and that, and that time in Sabbath I mean it was really good even, even though I, I, I had a problem with, with with them continuing as as Black Sabbath they did end up going to it, uh, ha, 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 heaven heaven and hell so um yeah it's it's great but it's it's good to be back with playing with Tony and, and Giza and it, it, it's just it's too bad it, it's too bad that you know Bill just couldn't get in and in, in play uh, play in shape <laughs> Oh my god, that was like perfect. Oh dear lord. Oh my god. What were we talking about right now? Oh well, I, I agree though. Um, and I think Bill Ward is definitely a, uh, was a major a major influence in that band. I mean, just the way they sounded, everything about them, you know. Son, son, I even forgot oh, what god. the hell we were talking about. What were we talking about? Well, hey, to bring it kind of back to a modern point, we've been talking about influences. 
music, music theory, music opinion. Mm -hmm. Well, let's bring it back to the album because here's the thing, kids. We still have time on our contest. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's true. We do. Do What's going on with the contest, Ms. Me? What contest? We're going now. I have to correct this because I put the wrong date out there, but March 15th, midnight, the social media contest ends, kids. So tell your moms, tell your dads, tell your mom's dads, tell your relatives, three times removed, and you never want to have contact with again. But for this contest, you will. Tell them all about the contest. Make sure you go to the sheltered band at gmail.com and put your entries in. Make sure you put your name with it so we can give credit where credit's due. But it it's over. It's over. March 15th at midnight. Do not forget. We're rolling up on that deadline. And you can check out all the details. You can listen to snippets of the album on the podcast. You can find us on iTunes. Look under the sheltered. You'll see us. We're there. We're cute. We're fuzzy. I promise. But here's the other thing. Make sure you're checking out thesheltered.band.com. Follow the guys on the website. You'll be able to find their blog, their bio, anything that they're doing lately, any new post, any trivia, anything. You can find it there. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. The Sheltered Band at Twitter. You'll find us. Not a big deal. But, oh, make sure you look for that Easter egg. That Easter egg out there on YouTube. There's that mysterious video. That might help give you some ideas for the contest. But make sure... The sheltered band at gmail.com. Get your entries in by March 15th at midnight. That's when it ends. No backsies on that, kids. You can also go to uh, WMRCDailyNews.com. Go to the Media Center and uh, look for uh, past shows. You want to listen to Living for the Weekend from Friday, March 7th, where the last 10 minutes there's an interview. We talk about the Sheltered, the sheltered Podcast and... It starts off with track two from the forthcoming album, Coming Home. So if you want to give a listen to that, check into that as well. And you can hear our dear Double D hash it out on the radio and talking it up a storm with Ray O. We got to really thank Ray for that, man. That That was a really beautiful thing he did, man. Ray rules. No doubt about that, man. Brother Ray. I hear you. I don't remember what the hell I was thinking about. It was Ronnie James Dio before he went into his Ozzy impression. Uh, I know, because I heard the country album. What country album? Did you hear Elf? Oh, yeah, Elf. Elf isn't country. Yeah, country, country to me. Rockin' chair, rock and roll blues. Come on. Yeah, but that's not country. Rockin' chair, rock and roll blues. That's know. not Ronnie Man. didn't sound like that. No, no not I, at I all. I know he didn't. I know he didn't. But that's what it always reminded me of. Like, that's, that's what I always think of. That's the first thing I ever heard. Now, the first thing I ever heard from Dio was from Mob Rules. Really? Oh, yeah, no, I heard and then Last in Line. No, and I heard Rainbow. I probably heard Elf, then I heard Rainbow, probably. Yeah, I, I don't like Rainbow all that much, so I haven't heard a lot of I that. I like Rainbow with him. I'm not sure I like Rainbow with anybody else, because to me, yeah. the other stuff just sounded like Journey. This like, right here is that. my favorite Ronnie James track. You are <laughs> Round and desert you. So Todd just rickrolled us. Yeah, baby, we got to do a little rickrolling Sorry. on stage. I think we should just whip it out. Uh, <laughs> no. Sure, we want to go there. That scares me. That even that implication scares That's me. That's what the fox says. Oh my God. Hey, I got a question for you, Lady Bean. Oh dear. Uh. Why don't you, because you, you're such a comic book geek. Uh, 
Which superhero would you like to be? Oh. Does it matter what universe? Nope. Not at all. Okay, that gives me a little more freedom. Oh, move. Oh, that's a tough one. You can even make one up. <laughs> <laughs> um. You could even do a combo. <laughs> Oh, that might make it a little easier because I would be somewhere between Emma Frost and Rogue, but without the not being able to touch other people, without like completely sucking them dry of life force. Hmm. Just saying, that would be kind of a pet peeve. But if I could take Rogue's what? How about complete you? guys, what strength superhero would you guys be? An um, imperviousness. I don't know. Probably be Green Arrow. Emma, Fr- really? Emma Frost's power over ice and snow. Mm-hmm. I think that would yeah, be pretty I can't killer. Either way. But why? Oh, those are so different. Mm, they are. Sounds good. Green arrow. How about you, he's John? a badass with a bow and arrow. He's a regular dude yeah. with a bow and an arrow. Well, what about why? Why Spider Man? Spider Man's just the best superhero ever. Really? <laughs> Spider Man, dude. He can climb walls. He can shoot webs. He can swing through the city. Enough said. He has Spidey sense. He's strong. Yeah. yeah, like what, 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 what about you, T-Man? We know Thor, I know. He I can probably, say, every, 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 why are you even asking me? You know what my answer is going to be. Thor can take out the goblin shark. Absolutely. Goblin that? shark? <laughs> goblin shark? <laughs> is that it? Or you got anybody else? I don't got anybody else. Everybody knows I'd be Thor. Or uh, <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn. For me, it would be... Um, uh, I wouldn't want to be the Hulk, but only during a certain era. Oh, he's got his helmet on. He has his helmet on. He is. He's got his star costume on right now, people. <laughs> if we were doing a video podcast today, you'd be seeing it all. There's something <laughs> wrong with that. And you're looking sharp. I think he's going to mix today with that on. Yeah, uh, uh, I can't God at the controls right now. <laughs> I cannot uh, wear. If, if we get to... If we could do a video podcast from where I'm sitting, just the things I've seen floating around in the background, people. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be the Hulk, but I'd only be during a certain era uh, when he was the professor, when the you know the when the intelligence yes. you know was somewhere in the late 300s or early 400s somewhere around there. That's the only time I'd be the Hulk because then I, I possess everything. I'd possess the you know his brain. He'd have confidence. And he'd have all the power. So, and what more could you want out of life? Super strength and super intelligence. Dave Smash. What about Dave Smash, baby? Oh, God. Dave Smash. Yeah, check out our memes out there. We got them floating around. We got a few memes happening. So, you know, you might get to see a few. If you check them out on Facebook, maybe even Twitter. What? Oh, God. Yeah, that's what we're going to have. The next meme is going to be just a picture of Johnny going, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> when I want to put in a name for the shelter, <laughs> Johnny's name idea for the shelter. What? <laughs> I want to name the album, huh? <laughs> My wife says that I've been cackling lately. Is that true? Um, yeah, you, you do sound like the count. One. <laughs> One, ah, 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 seven, seven drums, ah, 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 ah. No, no, he reminds me of Elvis. Can I, can I get a little more screaming in there, please? <laughs> make it a little louder, and maybe some more shakers, and, and a hand drum, and a cheeseburger. Hey, Elvis, we gonna win this race? We're gonna win this uh, race. Like a, 
Oh, look, a little peanut butter banana sandwich. How about some lemonade? Lemonade. Oh, that's a refreshing drink. This one's for my mama. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are- well, uh, Johnny, who's your favorite comedian, man? Stephen Lynch. Who the fuck is Stephen Lynch? Stephen Lynch. He plays goose guitar and sings. He is absolutely positively amazing. I've seen him three or four times. I saw him at ASU. These are songs that you were telling about. Yeah, he has, me a song. Uh, Hermaphrodite. Oh, yeah. If I were gay. Um, I don't know why I picked those well, two. I was gonna say, words, but <laughs> if yeah, well, you know, interesting, Johnny. Um, um, he did a one about um, selling his kid on eBay. What's wrong with that? Nothing at all. Craig Christ. Oh, speaking of that, did you see somebody put no. a a Jesus um, like a really religious um, thing on Facebook? Put out the Buddy Christ, a picture of the Buddy Christ, and did a meme with it. Okay, I thought that was hysterical. I saw because you know saw, they don't know where it's I saw coming a from. Picture, they have no idea. I saw a picture yeah. from the Oscars with Jared Leto sticking his thumb out yeah. side by one, side yeah. with Buddy Christ. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. Yeah, that was that good was too. Funny. That was good too. That was hysterical. Uh, I almost bought a Buddy Christ on my dashboard the other day. I want a Buddy Christ yeah, on my funny. dashboard. I want a Buddy Christ. I think that's that, that was Christ. awesome. And I also want bobbleheads. I want the Jane Silent Bob. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So what else were we talking about? I forgot. Two seconds ago, I, like I can't trains. remember. I, I, we were talking about trains. Trains? Yes. We were not. <laughs> Todd likes oh, ho- favorite comedians. Todd likes yeah. host scale. Favorite uh, Todd? George Carlin. Rest Damn, in peace. man. He had to go pick mine. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> what about you, Lady Bean? Um, actually, I love Eddie Murphy's early stand-up. Oh, yeah. You mean before Raw? Like the really early one with the... Uh, you know, I got a <laughs> McDonald's. Yes. I got old. some ice cream. I got some ice cream. I believe Wanna that was lick? Eddie Murphy, Delirious. Yeah, Delirious. Yes. Delirious. Was oh, Raw was good, too. Raw was good. Although, if I can throw another one in there, I love George Carlin. Yeah, George Carlin is my favorite, I'd have to say. And then so, maybe yeah. Richard Pryor or, or Car- Red Fox, probably. Red, I love Red Fox. You dummy. <laughs> Come here, the you big dummy. This is a big one. I'm <laughs> coming to see you. <laughs> hey, uh, all right. I've been seeing a lot of advertisements, and this is kind of skipping off subject, so excuse my ADHD, but um, I've seen a lot of new games coming out, mm. and I've got to tell you, I totally had a geek girl moment when I saw that Castlevania Two: Lords of Shadow was coming out for PlayStation. Ooh. Oh my God! I want to play this game so freaking bad. You have no idea. Well, speaking of, what is your favorite game? Castlevania, duh. Oh. <laughs> I, I think it might be like Diablo or something. No, Diablo's up there, but Castlevania. I have played Castlevania since the first Castlevania came out. Oh. I've played every version of Castlevania. I love Castlevania. Well, what about I- the game that you play with Johnny, where you learn how to play guitar? <laughs> nope. I can't, I can't, it doesn't work for me. Really? Yeah, I, it, for some reason I just can't get from, like, my process it, but my hand doesn't want to move at the same time. It just, I do, I'm not coordinated enough. No. Well, do, you, do you have a favorite classic game, like, from way back, like, the 80s? You know, like a Pac-Man kind of thing? Yeah, it was Castlevania, the 8-bit version. On- <laughs> <laughs> Castlevania goes way back, dude. Really? <laughs> 
Now, see, obsessed, see, man. For me, for modern, would be Diablo. Okay. Because I played them all. And for classic, Dig Dug. Well, what about the- or, or Tempest. Oh, what about your, your oh, guitar? That's yeah. not a game. That's something just to play with and practice guitar on. I don't consider that a game. A game is something that's not on a controller and I actually yeah, yeah, play. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's why I said like, Diablo, yeah. phenomenal. All uh, all three of them. Although number two is still my favorite, but as far as like classic, it's either Dig Dug or Tempest. I can't pick between the two. All right, uh, you ever played like Call of Duty or something? I'm good. I like I play them, but yeah. No, I got. If I'm gonna play that, I'm playing on. I got. I got a question for for you two or you three. Uh, it's been a Star Wars game. There's tons of good Star Wars games. The good ones? Tons of them. Yes. Really? Yep. I prefer the the flight simulator ones like X Wing or X Wing versus Tie. Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Well, that's more arcadey. Yeah. I'm thinking more like simulation. But oh yeah. For arcade games, for like arcadey ones, Star Wars Trilogy Arcade. Hmm. Yeah, I like playing that. That's I still like going to the arcades. They still have that. I try to em- I try to emulate it, and I can do it, but yeah. no sound. Yeah, but it's just something about sitting in that yeah, that's machine. What it, yeah. I love it. Or the old vector graphics Star Wars arcade. Yeah, the real yeah, old with the yeah, green, you know. Exactly. That's, that's another good one. They still have those at the the old school arcades. Hmm. See, you, you guys are going to laugh at me because I have two favorite Star Wars games, and <laughs> one of them I can't stop playing because you can always find something new, and you can earn new characters and customize them is the, the Lego Star Wars Love the Lego Star Wars. I love playing the Lego Star Wars. I love the Lego games. The Lego game series is awesome. Hmm. But, um, the other Star Wars... Uh, we just talking overall video games? Yeah, what's your favorite, man? So, if we go talking about all video games, I gotta, we're, we're going to go in order here. Pong. Mm-hmm. So, I'm talking the actual Pong machine. Before they had the 20, Atari 2600, there was just oh, a machine shit. that was just Pong. Holy shit. So, I played that. Uh, then we'll go to the Atari Barnstorming mm-hmm. favorite Atari game Barnstorming oh, that's a great game yep. dude uh, or boom. yeah yeah. or actually um, if we're gonna move on so going with the Atari the Atari 7800 Galaga love that's, Galaga overall that's a great even the arcade version yep. which I have at home is, is amazing yep so then we move on to uh, Nintendo 8-bit uh, what's my favorite it has to be uh, Tecmo Super Bowl love Tecmo Super Bowl uh, let's go on. What, what came after the the eight bit with the sixty four or the super? No, no, no. It was either the Super Nintendo okay, or skipped, the Genesis. I skipped over the Super Nintendo. Okay, but there's there's so many on the eight bit though. You got you got Legend of Zelda. I mean, I played the crap out of that. Um, and then so I go I'll go to the sixty four because I skipped the Super Nintendo. Um, on that Golden Eye. GoldenEye that was, was a great game. So much, I mean, that opened up those shooter games. That really was like GoldenEye is a fantastic game. Um, but then I played all the Zeldas on those. Um, Ocarina of Time, best Zelda ever. Yep. PlayStation for me, Final Fantasy VII. Probably the best RPG ever made. And I'll still go back and play that one over and over again. Uh, and then, you know, Xbox, Xbox 360. Again, I got to go with... Um, any of the Final Fantasy games. I'm, I'm such a role-playing geek. I love those games. And uh, all the Lego games. Um, hmm. I'm not a big fan of the Call of Duties. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. You know what turned it off for Call of Duty for me? It was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. When you got into Episode 3, you had to go undercover, and you basically just had to slaughter innocent people in an airport. Yeah. I, I, I was done. Yeah. I'm like, why do, why do I need to play this game? Now, why see, do... Yeah. 
Why? As, as far as Call of Duty, I liked the, the the ones that were World War Two. Yeah, and then I was completely done. I'll play World War Two first person right. shooters. I don't like modern day. It's not as right. Much fun. Well, it, futuristic is fine. Yeah, but modern day to me is like this isn't much fun at all. Yeah, I'd rather it be. Back I mean, you go you go through that chapter, you slaughter people in the airport, and then you walk out the door. What's and the they, freaking and, point? And then your partners kill you. What's it's like point? you know what I'm, I'm done with this game and I still to this day have not moved on in that game I, I probably I won't I'm you. done with them I, I mean that's 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 a problem with society today with throwing those kind of things out there you know see for me I, I have a, a thing for um, Prince of Persia I love Prince that's of Persia that's a good game too I've played every Prince of Persia except for the the newer one where it's his son I, I couldn't get into that one for some reason um, I love Darksiders. Absolutely love Darksiders. I've played his war. I still have yet to play his death. Johnny's played his death, though. And it's very similar handling. Um, but then on the other side of it, for Nintendo, like, I, I love the Zelda series. I'm absolute big, huge Zelda fanatic. Ask Johnny V, I have Zelda Christmas ornaments. What, what, what does that say? That you're a nerd? Yes, I'm totally a nerd. I totally admit that. Um, Pikmin. I love Pikmin 1, Pikmin 2. I'm waiting to play Pikmin 3. Absolutely love that game. Can't get enough of it. It's wicked addicting. And then there's things like, you know, classic Mario. Or Mario Kart 64. Or Mario Kart for the Wii. And they're just fun games to play. Hmm. Wow, well, interesting. Add Grand Theft Auto. Can't leave yeah, out the Grand Theft Auto I would, I would Auto agree series. with that. Yeah, did you see they're making a movie of um, Need the, for Speed? Yeah, yeah, I'm pissed. So Need for Speed is one of my favorite games of all time. My favorite racing series by by any stretch of the imagination. I love mm. Need for Speed, and then they just made basically Fast and the Furious. Yeah, and I'm all set because why are you ruining a perfectly good game franchise by doing that? Yeah, it doesn't follow the game. Yeah. Now if they had taken Need for Speed Carbon or Black and said, "Hey, we're gonna make a movie," or Undercover, we're gonna make a movie out of that, and then done it. In undercover, you're an undercover cop. Mm. Do that, I I would be totally on board. Yeah, yeah. But it's just no, oh, it's sneaker speed. Well, what's it about? I don't know. It's kind of like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like. It's derivative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's derivative. Mm. I agree. I agree. Uh, for me, just old school game. Uh, you know, obviously like Pac Man or something. But now uh, all I play is um, Fighter on Caged for Connect. Uh, uh, I play boxing game, the um, Fight Night, the EA Fight Night, which I play on my iPad or my iPhone. And, and punch uh, And I actually like bowling. <laughs> no, but I want to go back. I was did try to play the the old um, uh, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Uh. The new Wii version of that game was amazing. Is it really? I'm, oh my god, I have it, dude. It's so good. Really? It's so good. Hmm, I wonder if they have that for Connect. No. EA Sports. It's Nintendo it's game. only. <laughs> Very cool, oh man. Very cool. You guys had a lot of good ones, man. <laughs> right on, right on, right on. Now, we're going to get to... Um, I think we're running out of time. Well, uh, I think we got one more thing we could go over, John. I think we need a little trivia. I mean, we had trivia in the last one. We could always have a oh, trivia God. thing and everyone. You know, last time well, we did Star Wars. This time I think we could do <coughs> The Breakfast Club. Well, it wasn't really trivia last time. 
It was, hey, what do you know about Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so give it to give us. Give me a question, dude. You said you had trivia. Oh, I'm just asking you, man. What do you know about? Tell us something. Fun I know facts. I like the movie. Fun facts. That's it. I should have said fun facts. Okay, I like the movie. Well, that's a, that's a fun fucking fact. No, man. There must be something in that movie. Judd Jud Nelson's in the movie. There you go. Oh, and Molly Ringwald and Emilio Estevez and Ali Sheedy and I can never remember the dork's name. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was just on yeah, he an was episode of Candles. He was on some episodes of Psych. He was in The Dead Zone. The Dead Zone, yeah. He was that in Weird Science. He, Weird Science is another great movie, by the way. Yeah, I like He was Science. in um, Johnny Be Good. Yep. That's when he first started really looking like an adult. Well, yeah. Yeah. Now he's just a big fat adult. Oh, God. I don't know. Yeah, I just saw is. him on Psych. He was like a big fat adult. Oh, that's right. Like he was man. on Psych. I forgot about that. He looked like an oh, old that's man. Good. Well, speaking of, what's your favorite TV show of all time? My favorite TV show of all time? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Quantum Leap. Really? Nice. Oh, hell yeah. Really? Quantum, it's tied. Quantum Leap and Angel. Angel? Oh, well, God, early dude. Angel or first No, episode? later Angel. You like the later stuff? You Absolutely. You like the, the first, uh, first season? The first season sucked. Really? See, I like the first season. I like that whole Irish guy. You know, he killed oh, himself. I, yeah, well, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Angel himself got way better later on. Oh, uh, yeah. I like him when he was Angelus. I wish they just had a show about Angelus. Oh, that was good, too. Yeah, but, that would be great. But Quantum Leap and Angel, definitely. Yeah. Mm, T-Man? Lost. Really? Ooh, another good one, dude. I was surprised to see that show was a half an hour. I just, Lost, was, Lost, Lost was, was an, an hour. hour. Really? Because yeah. I tried to watch it on Netflix. And it was 43 first... minutes. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Awesome show. And what about you, Lady B? Oh, okay. This one, uh, I have two of them. It's mm-hmm. Bones. I love Bones with David Boreanaz. Me and, too. Um, <laughs> Not the show, though. <laughs> and, um, oh, God, I just lost it. Oh, Face Off. <laughs> Show, but I absolutely love Face Off. Really? The one thing on uh, sci-fi or whatever it's on. Time channel, sci-fi? Sci-fi. That, that's up there with comic book men because I love watching comic yeah, book men. Yeah, I like comic book men too, yeah. My favorite show of all time is the Dick Van Dyke show. I don't know, I just love it. I like, I like when Mary Tyler Moore was young and she was Laura Petrie, she was fine. And all the comedians and all the musicians that were on that show were just like top notch, like everything. Right. I like right. watching Murder She Wrote. <laughs> Dave, ages showing, sweetie. That, no, man, I just watch it on Netflix. What that, you talking about? That Angela it's Lansbury's safe. a cutie pie. <laughs> <laughs> I so, always uh, wondered what would happen if her and the wonderful looking gentleman from Captain Kangaroo got together <laughs> what their children would look like they look oh like the big brown guy from Jabberwocky I think his name was Mr. Green Jeans thank you Jay thank you for coming by today who? <laughs> oh <laughs> I didn't even think about that god uh, well can- we had a good time today let me tell you yeah, on that note, guys, we are out of time for this week. But thanks for listening. We have so many listening and loyal well listeners out there that we can't thank you enough. And we thank you for putting all your information in for about the contest that's going on. And you know what? Make sure you tell your friends, relatives, obscure relatives, relatives once removed. Enemies. 
friend of you know call your frenemies it doesn't matter kids tell anyone you know about us give us a listen subscribe Police download it execute make sure you rate our podcast let us know what you think send your comments your questions make sure you find us on itunes twitter facebook we're the shelters out there on reverb nation don't forget them out there don't forget Mail your entries in for the contest that ends on March 15th at midnight to the shelteredband at gmail.com. We're here, kids. Make sure you're there for us. Hell hey, I'm yeah. your lucky lady bean with my three favorite guys, Johnny V. Make it happen. <laughs> Double D. No! I think he died. <laughs> and the almighty Dave. Oh, that was creepy after that long silence. <laughs> well, kids, once again, March 9, 2014. Have a great weekend, guys. We're near the dog, Indiana. I just get serenaded by three decades worth of information. I think my mind just imploded. Ah! Ah!